Amalgamaniacs, Weebs from Anime the Universe, Retroids from Retro Red Octopus, and all of our associated family and friends to your next installment of AmalgaCast. Okay, today we are joined by an awesome panel. We have all of the ladies here, and of course the boy wonderful Ian Wallace. We are joined by Sarah Blakenstein, a group member from Amalgamania. We are joined by those ladies from Anime Universe, Sierra Parks, and Danielle Robeson. We are also being joined by our new resident administrator, Colleen. So welcome, ladies. This is the Lore Olympus cast, our second installment for the Lore Olympus um, webtoon. We have not gotten a chance to really go over what has happened since the beginning couple of episodes, so there is a lot to cover. The ladies have been well-read and have been trying to catch me up. I'm still dragging behind a little bit, but we're going to make this work for you. No spoilers. We're only going to read up to what's um, been shown as of so far, which is, I think, about um, book One number 146 or 43 or something like 143. that. 143. Because we're going to stop there. So if you haven't, if you have read past that, you're fine. There's going to be no spoilers. If you haven't, you're good. We're not going to spoil anything for you. So welcome to the jungle. Welcome to Terradome. We're going to get in here. We're going to rip this uh, webtoon apart and talk about all the awesome things that are happening in it. And I'm, I'm kind of anxious to see what the ladies think about it, seeing as how they know more than me about it. So um, welcome to the Malga cast. Um, our first question, Shelby. Did you want me to go over some little facts real quick? Um, before we, before, well, yeah, actually, yeah, let's do some facts of the project, talk about the writer a little bit before we get into it, just to give our viewers a little bit of background. Thank mm -hmm. you for that. I, I got you. I gotta gotta stay on top of you. <laughs> so one of us, one of us has got to well, be a professional. One, one of us has. To. One of us has to. <laughs> All That's right. Not the so. whole system will break down. <laughs> All right, so just a little bit more about Laura Olympus. Um, the author is Rachel Smythe. I am apologize if I butchered that name. I'm pretty sure it's just part of my brand now. I think the last <laughs> time we said, right, isn't that just part of the thing? We just take yeah. a shot in the dark, and if we get it right, we get it right. Just, but we do just know throw it's a dart at the board. I, I try my best. Um, it's either Smythe or Smith, but either way, she knows who she is. We <laughs> I tried. I tried my best. We'll, we'll probably put the spelling of it in the bottom just in case I, I butchered yeah. it up or anything. No worries. Um, this can be found on Webtoons. If you don't know what it, that is, it's essentially an indie comic app. People can upload their own comics and stuff. Uh, she uh, posts them every Sunday. Um, the launch date of this was March 4th of 2018. It, it, it does fall under the, the romance genre. And the rating for this, this is probably one of the highest ratings I have seen on there. It is a 9.77 out wow. of 10. Like it is That's almost a flawless ten out of ten. Like I give it a ten out of ten, but I mean, well I deserved. Well deserved. Definitely well deserved. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um. So that's pretty much the background in the project. Uh, what mm -hmm. it's about. The author. Uh, I'm gonna jump into our first question here. Um. And actually, this is something I kind of want to answer myself as well. Um. But before we do that, we have a bit of a giveaway for you, ladies and gentlemen at home. Ooh. If you do like this webtoon and you are watching this um, video or listening to this stream on um, Pinecast or uh, Apple Music or uh, whatever we got, Spotify, wherever you listen wherever to Wherever you podcast. check out your podcast. Yeah, right. if you can't find us, we will be giving out a link for, for you to be able to join Amalgamania group if you need to. And the contest will be run in there as far as um, one of the announcements, so you'll be able to get to it fairly easy. But we're gonna be giving away a, um, a Laura Olympus t-shirt. <gasps> oh. Uh, yes. Uh, I, I love it. I love it. It is so it much. is out the gear, so we will be very um, nice, very nice. offering that. And all we want you to better do be is participating cuz we want all this awesome <laughs> stuff they give out. Oh, Y'all better be participating. <laughs> um, yes. And from That's what I hear, 
And from what I hear, we do have extra shirts. So there'll be plenty for you guys to be able to, to get. Just all you have to do is just let us know that you saw the cast and let us know what um, part of Lore Olympus you like the most. And we'll pick a random winner. So that's it. That simple. Um, my first question to the ladies. Um, your favorite character thus far. This is a very character-rich um, comic. I think it has lots of characters from not only Greek mythology, but some that are not as well known. So far, I, I like in any type of media that you enjoy, there is one character that stands out a little bit more than the other ones to you. I would like to know for you ladies which character that is. We'll start with um, Sarah. We'll go to Shelby. We'll go to Sierra, then Danielle, and then Colleen. And then we'll go reverse for the next set of questions. So please okay. take it away. Great. Thank you so much. I actually had like backups upon backups of which favorite characters because of course it's very hard to say which one is actually my absolute favorite so i was worried that other people might get to me before then so i had a couple in mind but i will go with my first which is hades um i've always had a soft spot for him i think he gets the raw end of the deal as far as you know the brothers three you know getting sent down and i mean he makes the best of it like he literally looks like he's the most well off Ugh. and not even financially but of the three the most stable well actually Poseidon seems real stable but that's beside the point yeah <laughs> one of the reasons I like Hades the most is that we're seeing such character growth with him and I like the way that it plays off of Persephone and her being the bringer of spring not just death you know kind of thing as, a, as far as that goes it's more so when you see someone who has just felt so lost in themselves and so cold and so dormant with all their feelings for so long that that becomes the new normal for them um, to not be able to really appreciate like someone who actually liking you for who you are, not for what you can give them or different things that way. Um, the fact that when she comes into his life, he starts to have somewhat of an awakening, like a springtime coming into like the cold barren underworld um, is just amazing to me. And just seeing you know, it, it really reflects back to real life situations because it's like, you know, how many of us have been in the relationship where all of a sudden you're not really realizing what your worth is or, you know, you let yourself believe what somebody else is telling you, which maybe it isn't what's true, which is, oh, you don't deserve this or you do mm -hmm. deserve that or, you know, stay in your lane, you know, just, you know, it's just really disheartening to see someone go through that. So when you're seeing like them kind of come out of it. It's like, oh, you're doing it. Oh, this is healthy. Oh, this is good. Like you, you really encourage them. Like, I know he can't hear me because he's a webtoon, but right. <laughs> they come into my house every Saturday night because <laughs> technically it's Sunday in New Zealand. So it's Saturday night at eight o'clock, my central standard time. It, it comes up. I'm like, I'm there. Hello. Thank you. You're my Saturday night. I, that maybe either makes me really, really a big fan or really sad but with the apocalypse yeah. we're all just home anyway so it's fine but i would say that hades and his right. awakening as far as that goes he's strong when you need him to be he's gentle when you need him to be um he's really kind of figuring out how life can be good and it makes it very hopeful for everyone involved so Oh, is it my turn? Shelby. Shelby. Oh, Shelby. Yeah. I was just sitting here like, wait, I, I go next, right? <laughs> I, okay. I mean, obviously Hades has already been been chosen. We simp for the Hades. <laughs> yeah. But yes. um, I think my my second favorite okay. character would be Eros. Yep. So that was mine. 
<laughs> yes. So, so the reason the reason I love Arrow like Arrow so much is because he is so protective of Persephone and is like that gay best friend that everyone wants. Yes. Yes. And that like was the phrase I was gonna go for, it really is. Yeah, and like he essentially was that person that kind of like found out like the details and everything of like her assault and stuff. Like he already knew something was wrong before she was even right. comfortable enough to speak yeah, about he it. Peeped. He peeped. Like he uh-huh. he already knew and like has just like given her really sound like advice, like pretty much unbiased opinions. And I think especially from seeing how insane and mentally unstable a lot of the the gods and goddesses are, <laughs> he definitely is the most sound of mind I have noticed. Yeah. So I I definitely love him for all of that. Just his quirky personality but able still to give that like strong like shoulder for her to like kind of lean on and I I just absolutely adore that. I was really like when Shelby was talking I was listening but I was like, "Oh my god, who am I going to pick? Who am I going to pick?" Oh, I know. So <laughs> Dang. It's hard to not pick all of them. This is gotta be one. I know. I told Sarah, like, this is like, like, I'm just sub of my sub of my sub. Like, I I just, I mean. I do do this on every cast. (laughs) Yeah, and it's it's hard every time. It would have been easier to say, what do you like about each of the characters? And then I'd be like, okay, I'm in. Yeah, <laughs> that that would be better, you know. But <laughs> I'd probably take up the whole time. No, um. So I would say, like, it's Hades, but then it's like Persephone, right? Yep. Like right here yep. because she is like, I mean, just just the embodiment of just that average typical girl next door kind of sheltered i want to go out and do what i want to do and i got my friends here and i know what i'm talking about and you've seen her come in very immature right and you see how she becomes this amazing well-rounded but flawed and understand the, like she, she knows that about herself. She's not arrogant. She's not trying to make everything perfect. She just goes with what she feels. And she's a very, she's a very resonating character just for like myself in particular. Cause I can, you know, you could relate to a lot of different people, but like Persephone is a very like close to who I saw myself was like who I was back when I was like, I don't know, maybe like early middle school, going all the way up until maybe like my sophomore year of high school. I thought I was big and bad. I knew what I wanted to do. My mom couldn't tell me nothing. And then you get out there and it's like, damn. (laughs) And it's like, oh my God. But she rolls with it. And she's went through some hellish things. And she is, um, well, it's it's an unfortunate thing, but I mean, I can understand because of the trauma, but she is still worried about everybody else around her. She's not trying to be a Debbie Downer, you know, bring down the mood kind of thing. She wants everybody to remain happy at the cost of her feeling. Mm-hmm. And that's just, from where she was to where she is now, 
It's like you don't watch your baby grow up, right? Mm-hmm. I'm over here like, 19, oh, Persephone, yeah. right? <laughs> you know, and I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, I have to protect Look at how far her. You come, yeah, right? I'm like, oh my baby, you know, that's mm-hmm. so. It's like Hades and then Persephone. So mm-hmm. good analogy. Yes. So my favorite character is Persephone, hands down. I feel like she is woman. She is the construct of what women, no matter your shape, which love that she's a curvy girl. Yeah. Um, a normal looking woman that people like Sierra said, you can relate. She's pink. <laughs> you can relate to her. Mm-hmm. You can see yourself in her because we all aren't, you know, a lot of what's portrayed for women in most media, you know, for the, I don't know, umpteen amount of years. So it's, it's like real and it's dealing with real things and real feelings and, you know, not wanting to speak up because you shouldn't, it's not the ladylike thing to do, or maybe I shouldn't do that. Or even if, you know, things that men wouldn't necessarily have a problem doing without being labeled this, whatever you're going to be labeled, whether it's a slut, whether it's a bitch, whether it's the, all these negative things, she is going through womanhood. Mm. Like I think a lot of us do it, discovering that and the power that has like, I'm about girl power. I mean, check out me right there. I love a strong woman character that is not, <laughs> a damsel in distress that is just being us and it's just so refreshing to see in this day and age that i you know because again i was a tomboy i didn't look like the cinderellas and the snow whites and the everything so like the just our youth not only us getting to enjoy this um is getting this example like i just i love her i stand for her she's awesome she's us she's women all of us I'm actually going to hit on somebody that nobody else mentioned, which is uh, Hera. Yeah. I have to yes. say that we did an amazing job with her character. And, holy, you're on this side, so I'll, I'll give you a little there. But, yeah, um, <laughs> but, yeah she, um, she was an amazing character. She came in there. Um, she At first, all you really kind of know about her is just that she's Zeus's wife. She's, you know, in control of marriages and approving them and whatever. And, you know, obviously, oh, woe is her because Zeus is banging around with everybody. um, The last few chapters, especially, she's really taken uh, Persephone under her wing. She's really actually through uh, the trials that she's seen Persephone go through, kind of come to an awakening about her own situation at home. She's really addressing it. She's been strong at every turn, no matter what Zeus has done to her, what injustice she has, like, encouraged she's just like yeah okay she rolls with it and she doesn't necessarily approve of it in any sense of it but she's absolutely a boss woman she's so strong and i love that she really goes out of her way to try and help the people around her so she isn't quite this crazy vindictive queen that you usually see in all of the greek mythology in this story she's very relatable um she's more really concerned about her subjects like i think one of the things that she says to persephone at one point is you know when she's talking about her powers you know i used to be able to have visions and when i was younger i guess i'm just a sad drunk and persephone's like well you know if if you're the we can't have no hope for you then what hope is there for us and she's just like you're right i am kind of awesome and then she goes out there and does what she does and kicks some ass so it's great so i think that she's a character that deserves a lot of props so she's my pick um 
for me, I'm going to have to, uh, I'm going to piggyback a little bit on mine for two of them. Um, I can't say one is <laughs> um, like my cheating. favorite or one isn't my favorite. Um, it is kind of <laughs> cheating, isn't it? We'll Man, allow it. More so than a pick. Uh, so what they did with Hades. Thank you. I appreciate that. Just so graceful. Um, <laughs> love what they did with Hades as well. I think that um, it's awesome that you get to see him in a different light. I never really saw him as a villain anyway throughout Greek mythology. It's dope to see that uh, so, you know a writer took it from that perspective and kind of just told the story as it is versus making him out to be like this evil. I like that. But my favorite character, I think by far so far, is Hera. Definitely is going to be Hera. And the reason why is because, again, um, kind of like Danielle, I love a strong woman uh, character in the middle of a story. I, I don't think that a story is complete without one. In my in particular, um, you know, webtoon and, and media, Hera kind of stood out from like the beginning. Like she, when she was talking to the three brothers, when brother three, talking about Persephone and the, um, I think they were in like a strip club or something. Oh, and they were just like having this conversation about yeah. her and Hera kind of just was like, like she was just lurking about and kind of just popped up. And when she did, she like laid into them in the way that she was, it wasn't so much that she was bitching them out. Um, it was like, she's setting them straight and kind of, right. again, with the Greek, like the Greek gods from, you know, the lore that we know of, at least like these dudes was literally all over the place, uh, you know, so to see her take that role and to kind of you know this is how you should be treating people or be fair kind of thing. I really, really, really appreciated that. I thought it was um thought it was a little magnanimous for her role from normally her being kind of casted as this jealous, evil kind of person that, you know, really, you know, was vindictive and mean and stuff. There wasn't that. It was a lot more um, forthcoming and honest, and I just like the fact that she was, you know, standing up for someone and some are you root for, and that was kind of different from the Hera you learn about in Greek mythology. So I thought that was really cool. Um, so that's and my my pick. Hera wearing that I'm with salute. <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah. the the I'm with stupid shirt that she yeah that yep. was that was pretty dope. Right. <laughs> so uh, next question for everyone is your favorite moment from the series. I loved Etna um, and her talking about she was gonna destroy these awful files and all of that. Um, I also really liked the, uh, the season finale where her and Hades, uh, Persephone and Hades finally kiss and then she just like turns into butterflies and disappears. Um, because I mean, I, I think the way when I was younger, that would have been me. Like, I, I think we all would have felt that, that at some point. Yep. Right, right. Like, Let me disappear. <laughs> and I, I really, I really appreciated the, the realness of it. Colleen? Um, there are so many incredibly beautiful and graphic moments in this comic. And I think that for me, 
one of the more pointed and heartfelt moments was when she was talking to Eros and he had confided in her that he knew that something was wrong. He wanted to know what it was. And when she explained everything to him, how he just opened her eyes and she just basically told her what had happened to her. I don't want to spoil anything, but um, connecting with a best friend like that is one of the hardest things to do in life sometimes, unless you have that person that you're just free and open with all of the time. And for her, she had grown up secluded, so she never really had that. So it was actually us seeing her open for the very first time to a close friend and actually gaining one. So for me, that would be my more favorite moment of the comic. Nice. So, all the moment, right? Right? It's so hard. I, I, no, I, there's no way. So, quick story. I discovered this from, I would always see, like, if you play any kind of mobile game, there was a period of time that you see, like, this ad, and I'm like, what game is this? Like, this is weird, but they're cute. Like, I like the aesthetics of it. What is this? But I never really paid attention Mm -hmm. to it. And then in Anime Universe, I think it's like, hey, what are you reading? I read a lot of manga, so I like to post. Hey, what's everybody reading? And a couple people are like, Laura Olympus. And I was like, what's that? And then I, like, fell into the rabbit hole on, like, a Saturday so then, like, that new epi- like, and I fast-passed my way. I was like, oh, yeah. I like this. This is great. There are so many great moments. My moment is every moment that Hades and Persephone are together and just, like, so happy and oh, love yes. and learning about each other. Like, not just, like, the good stuff, but just, like, again, in a real relationship and communicating and learning about each other and learning how to deal with things and just being in love. That's my favorite moment. (laughs) That's it. And she turns into butterflies. And butterflies. And you were like, finally. And then you're like, wait, where are you going? I also turned into a butterfly. I like right we all did. Right there. We don't need a Disney princess, but give us like a Greek goddess. And how many times can you say you've thrown your phone across the room because you're like, ah, what is why? Yeah, exactly. Sorry, keep going. No, yes. (laughs) Okay, so (laughs) my moment is going to be a little dark. Okay, so when Persephone was actually able to break down and her breakdown from everything that had like mounted up, they had found out exactly what had happened and Zeus was on her head and um, uh, Poseidon and, and how he had put that like all points bulletin out on her. Like literally that whole saga from when you literally seen what she had done all the way up until Zeus and um, uh, I forget his uh, assistant's name, but she's dope too, um, had found her. And oh. she Hades, was. Co- Hades and Hecate. 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 That's it. Hecate. 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 Yeah. I, never, Hecate. I can't say it right. I don't Hecate. say it out loud. I just read it. 
Right. Hades <laughs> and Teke had found her and she was entombed <laughs> in this beautiful tree, but it was like zapping her. And it was such like, I'm not going to lie. I cried because like this Hades. This is my moment. Yes, this, this so is my moment. Cool. Out of everybody who um, Persephone has had interactions with, she was always supposed to be the beautiful, uh, just, just, just untouched um, spring goddess, revered daughter of Demeter. And she was supposed to always be prip and pristine and nothing was supposed to be wrong. She was always supposed to smile and everything had built up to the point of where she had just finally released and you were like, oh my God, finally she needed this. I needed this. And how she was having such trauma just from what she had done. And then everything that had happened with he who will not be named and how we had went on to see how, she, even though that had happened, she was still struggling, trying to do everything. And she was having these happy moments with Eros and she was having these happy moments with um, Hades, but she was still second guessing herself because she's not supposed to be happy because of the trauma that she went through and everybody doesn't know her secret. And then now everything's coming out. It was like everything bubbled over, mm -hmm. came to a head and she was finally able to completely let everything go. And then Hades came in and saved her. Moment. The whole thing, because he never ever expect, like he he never put her on this. I mean, but he kind of put her on a pedestal because he likes her, he loves her, but he never put her in a box that everybody else put her into. He always let her be herself. And like Danielle said, the open lines of communication, he was always there to listen. She was so like, I, I don't even think she was um, comfortable with a roommate the way that she's comfortable with Hades. No, no absolutely not. And it was just like, it's, it's like, damn, where's my Hades at? She's like, because I'm, I'm still looking for mine. Where man, <laughs> okay, like, Viva like, a healthy relationship. I like them blue. I like white hair. I mean, just. Like come I'm in my with life an older too. man. Two thousand is fine with me. You could be two thousand right. years old. Like, you know, it's a two thousand and look like Hades. Okay, want, we want can do that. And you know. And the fact Hades sees her getting out all this trauma, and he sees that it's beautiful, and he decides you get rid of the tree on Tower Four, and he's like. Well, oh yes, here, and so I have to keep yes. it. I mean, that line was beautiful. Why would I? He wanted the underworld to experience spring too, right? Thank and I was like, oh too. my god! I Look, was, you can't even see it. Got goosebumps just for talking about. I was a mess. I was like, <sighs> I was like, shut beautiful. Up. <laughs> but yeah, Bella's that was read mine. Laura Olympus. The ladies love this shit. Yes, okay. it's true. Like literally, if you want to talk to a chick, <laughs> bring up Laura Olympus. Just bring she it up. It's true. Finger. I mean, really. Yep. <laughs> you, you'll get us talking for hours. Oh, hours. Yeah. You see? You see? <sighs> but yeah, that was it. It was tragic, but it led up to Shelby? beauty. So 
I, I feel like, so my, my favorite moment, yes. I feel like it's kind of dark too. So, I mean, obviously there's so many beautiful moments, like, y'all already kind of picked some of the ones I liked. <laughs> I'm like, oh man, now I have to think. I think That's one of what the I moments... just went to do. I just had to double check something. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I think one of the moments I really enjoyed was when she stole, uh, like Apollo's li like Lear, liar, yes, the Lear, yeah. Yeah, the, the Lear. So the reason I love that was because I feel like she kind of like stole back some of that like pride and dignity that was taken away from her, mm -hmm. and I feel like this was her like kind of declaring war, kind of like not letting that fear overcome her as much. Yes. And she's like, okay, I'm not going to take this anymore. I'm getting that, like, revenge. Like, you took something from me, now I'm going to take something from you type of thing. Mm -hmm. And I just thought that was so powerful, because obviously not a lot of, like, shows or comics or anything like that really touch on trauma and then everything that she was going through. And to yeah. see, like, again, we've already talked about how much of a strong woman she is. To see someone, like be able to take back something like that like it's so hard like and yeah. obviously we saw how much she was struggling leading up to like that moment and then finally yeah. she was just like enough is enough and that was just right. such an such a powerful moment to just right. see her kind of like take something and i'm just like oh oh it was yeah. just amazing. amazing. Right. It, was. it was. And I, I think what was so powerful about it, too, is because he was relentless in his pursuit of her. And when yes. she did that, she showed it to him and said, this is how you make me feel. Yes. And yeah, this is what I think of you. scratched and destroyed. And he still didn't mm -hmm. get it because there are exactly. just some people out there that are so like that. Yeah. Right. Like, so this is I what I think that... of you. And it still wasn't clicking. No. Ugh, so terrible. But yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, great moment. Good out of all the amazing moments, I'll I'll have to pick that one. I had to like rework some things because, of course, like when Hades rips the back end off of that car to get her out of there in her yes. practically hibernating stasis of you know chaos and with her powers and everything. Right. I think I'm gonna go all the way back to something that should have been bad, but turned out to be a really pivotal moment in their relationship, which was when Minth sent her to Tower 4 originally. So the tree that got bigger with the whole, you know, she's in the car and stasis kind of thing, um, the tree would never have grown if she hadn't been redirected um, to go to Tower 4 instead of where she was supposed to go, which she still has not ratted her out for. Mm -hmm. I really thought at some point she might just mention to Hades, hey, yo, yeah, you're a little crumpet over there is the one that told me to go to tower four back in the day when the shades almost killed me and i grew this giant ass tree but like just the fact that it shows someone is basically it, it's like a bully situation like Minth is trying to get her out of the way or scare her away from hades because she can see that they have a connection even within the first few days of meeting each other that she's never had with him so she's scared so she's like what can i do to make her go away and the worst place she can think of is Tower of Four. She's like, I'm going to send her over there. And instead of it becoming a tragic story and just ending there because the shades get Persephone mm. and she's out, we see the first part of her power like explode. And we understand that she has these immense powers and that she knows what she's doing and how she's feeling. And and really, it's a life or death moment for her. So you, you it's like fight or flight. And she fights, you know, and, and it's pretty intense with that. And it's just... Uh, I don't know how many months I had the screenshot on my phone of when they're embracing underneath the tree and the petals are falling. And it's just a moment where she can finally like take a breath. Like 
I'm going to be okay. Like he's going to get me out of this. Look, shivers again. Um, but it's just, there's so many of those moments in here. I mean, there's also fun moments too, where, um, Eros's little brother, which I'm going to completely blank on his name, Storge or Sturge or something. He shows everybody his hamster. Like, I thought that was like oh. stupid funny. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like, this is every kid on a Zoom call. Like, look at my hamster. Right. Um, or like when you're meeting your your brother's or sister's friends for the first time, you're like, everybody be cool. And he's like, look at my hamster. You're like, that's not cool. Go away. Right. So, I mean, there's all kinds of fun things that we could look at and <laughs> and different things that way. But, you know, some of the more moving points are, are definitely some of the more emotional stuff. Because I think that's what gets us. Because um, I did a little... Uh, I rewatched the one that Shelby and Ian did originally. And Ian had mentioned this at one point that, well, Ian, sorry, my, I'm backwards because I'm looking at you, but you're there. Mm -hmm. Either way, <laughs> when the two of you did your last one, we know what you mean. The, one of the things that Ian had mentioned was, well, there's not like a lot of fighting or action or lightning bolts or, or things happening. But I think in a way, like, that's what I miss in regular comics sometimes is that emotional element is like, I need you to make me feel mm -hmm. something for these people, or I'm not going to care if they're fighting because I don't care if, you know, Iron Man gets taken out by Ultron or whatever, if I don't have a backstory and I'm not already like liking these people, like even a villain, you know, has his day. Logie. <laughs> yes. But, you know, we have to know enough about them to really care for them to appreciate why the fact that they're fighting and if whose side we should be on. So. Okay. Very fair. Um, Wow. Uh, one of my favorite, well, my favorite moments so far, and I think I have to kind of go back to from where I am. Um, Something about the night that uh, Persephone got intoxicated or she was, I forget if she was spiked or if she got intoxicated. Um, I can't remember, but um, when she was, when she was intoxicated and, and she wasn't herself and she ended up with Hades, mm -hmm. just that entire exchange that night between the two of them. Um, I think we're going to touch a little bit more on why later on when we talk a little bit more about the body of work and some of the writing and some of the cues in the writing. But for me, there was something very, um, real about that and something I think has been missing for a long time. I think something that got kind of skipped over in the generations when, um, you know, as a man, especially when you're, when you're with a, a woman or, or you find yourself with the woman that you're interested in uh, before, you know, you kind of take advantage or, or decide that you have, you know, the ability to take advantage. There's something, there's a feeling of, of wanting to protect, of wanting to kind of, console where you can and it's not really cool to do that amongst guys you know what i'm saying if you're not like the dog you know if you don't if you don't run with the dogs you're not one of the dogs you know so it's like you kind of i get what why hades felt like that because i've always kind of you know as, as a man i've always felt like that was something that you should aspire to like if you're in a position like that I, I feel like the respect for you grows a little bit differently and a woman feels a little bit i feel like women in general feel differently about you when they can tell that, that that they're safe with you. You know what I mean? When they genuinely feel safe. And it was weird because you would hear about Hades through other people while Persephone was kind of the third party. And she and you would be like, if she didn't know him like she did and she heard about him the way that she did throughout these other people, 
it would have been a completely and I really that was something that hit very personally with me. Like that was something that really hit home and in the way he treated her, but how he was looked at like throughout uh, Olympus. Like he's like this guy, he's this bad guy, he's the lord of the underworld and you know, eat your face and you know, but the whole time he's really just this kind of gentle, caring dude who kind of just goes about his business and people have decided to make him that. And that was something very personal for me in that. And I really, I think out of all the moments that I've read so far, that was it for me. The way he kind of took care of her, made sure she was okay. How she woke up the next morning, like in this man's house, you know, in a bed and was like, and then kind of like after she caught her senses was like, oh shit, like, wow. Like, you know, he did this for me. Like right. that, that moment for me was something I was like, yeah, that's how you do it, Hades, right there. That's 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 what you're supposed to show do. How it's you know? done. Yeah, 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 that's how you show my show right. for his house. Exactly, exactly. And um, what, I kind of rooted for that, you know. And I'm, I was looking for more moments like that, and have found that there were some. So, you know, that that yeah. that for me would have been mine. Yeah, um, I think it's really beautiful yeah, how they do that. Like the, the golden boy, and he's everyone loves boy. him. Yeah, everyone loves him automatically. He's well revered, well accepted, but the whole time he's the piece of shit. And right, yeah. and that also is a very personal thing for me. <laughs> like that, that contrast. It's like you know, that's some real life stuff that is yeah. going on. Like there are some yeah. guys that get looked at a certain way simply because of how they appear. Nothing they've right. done, nothing they've said to anybody, simply because of what they look like or how they appear, they're automatically taken a certain way. And I definitely can relate to that. <laughs> and uh, for Apollo to kind of get that pass because he looked, he was a different way. He They, they looked at him differently. Mm -hmm. So, but the whole time he was this, you know, this villain. And I think right. that, that that's a really, that's a very clever way of um, divulging that dynamic in real life. So I got to give it out, give it up to um, to Miss Rachel Smythe for that. Cause yeah, that touches on. Um, this is, I think, going to be my favorite part of the questionnaire. Uh, we talked about your favorite moment. We talked about your favorite character. Um, do you think, um, and this is something that I wanted to kind of touch on when we did the good and the bad, the ugly, but luckily we're getting to it kind of sooner. Um, do you think that the writing here, not so much, um, how the, co the comics put together or the overall story, but the way she kind of portrays certain issues. Do you feel like she's going too far um, and kind of, is she, is, does it feel like she's sensationalizing this thing or do you feel like it's a lot more cathartic and therapeutic? I guess it's pretty much the question I'm asking. Do you feel like she goes, reaches over the bounds when it comes to assault and these different things that women or people deal with on a daily basis? Is it like, do you want this in your comics, you know, or do you just want to Tony Stark, you know, is how you feel as a comic fan? Is this like, how did that marriage work for you? We'll go back in reverse. So we'll start with Sarah, Toby, Sierra, Danielle, Colleen, and then find Jordan. And then, yeah. Sarah? So with that, I would definitely say it's more cathartic with things. I don't think she oversteps the bounds. I definitely know. I mean, when it comes to it, the way she portrayed it without necessarily portraying it, like you understand what's happening. You're not getting graphic. You're not getting over sensationalized as far as, you know, what transpires between them. Um, I mean, it leaves it up to the imagination a little bit with that as well. So it's something that it's not going to be like you almost have to guess and or like, you know what happened, but you're not going to know all the dirty details or, or things that way. 
And then the handling of it is very true to what happens a lot of the time. Um, it doesn't get reported right away. The person who it is, oh, they're, you know, oh, they're this great kid. Like, who's that Brock guy that, you know, assaulted that woman who was unconscious next to a dumpster and those two, you know, guys found him and, oh, we can't ruin his life, you know, over this and all this other stuff. We see stuff like this happen every day. And what we're waiting for, what we're all waiting for in this comic is to see how this part of the story plays out. Because if she lets us down in that way, then the whole comic will just, I mean, yep. it will it will disrupt the, the foundation she's built thus far. The way she's bringing it to us is seeing real things happening. Okay, I'm telling one of my friends because they kind of picked up that something was wrong and I can't lie to them because they just know me too well at this point, which was Eros. And then as you continue to go through, you know, Hera had her vision and she finally confirmed it to Hera. Like, you're not mistaken. She still doesn't say exactly what happened. And I mean, Hera even digs deeper. Why aren't you going to Zeus about this? Something else must be happening. And she just deduces that he's got something on her, which again is something that could happen in every day. Like, and God bless her being so naive and not understanding if you broke your phone that it means that the pictures are gone. That doesn't mean the pictures are gone, sweet pea. Um, technology works a lot differently than that. But I mean, that's why you got to protect her. She's cute. Right. She's Come cute. Here, she's a pink little here. bubble. Protect the pink bubble. Like, <laughs> um, like she's too precious for this world. Like, right. here, you cannot, like, my please baby. stop. Like, no, like, somebody go find her phone at a motel. But, I mean, and she only knows how to make ramen. She had a whole little kitchenette and she just made herself ramen because she doesn't know how to make herself food. But either way, um, I mean, it's really the whole, the way she does any kind of trauma, because obviously she's got the trauma from, you know, this, this attack and everything, but she also has trauma from the way she was raised, you know, being sheltered for so long, losing that helicopter parent, going kind of crazy and going to parties and then waking up at somebody's house, which could have ended so badly. So it's just the way that we're seeing things. And that's how we can tell that, you know, Hades is such a great guy is because he didn't take advantage of the situation when if it had been reversed and it had been Zeus's house, you know, he would have taken advantage of her. Like, it's just something in you tells you that this guy is not a good guy. Like, he already cheated on his wife how many times? Like, what's one more goddess kind of thing? So, no, I really appreciate what she's doing and how she's bringing it about. If for some reason... It falls completely flat, which I can't see it doing. People are arguing, like, in the different chats and things, if you want Hades to be the one to, like, give it to Apollo to kind of, like, you know, kind of thing. Or if you want her to be able to get, like, it, her to take care of it, if you will. So there's a lot of fight back and forth on how they really want to see this play out. So I'm interested to see what she'll do. I will take care of this. I will do this. Yes. Okay. I want to stomp him out, but okay. Yes, we're, exactly. we're all going to team up. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yep. Collectively beat his We've ass. We've all volunteered to beat his ass. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. All the comics yeah. Right yeah. My turn. Yep. Okay. Um, so I, I definitely think she, she handled it very well. I mean, yeah, obviously, at the beginning of the comic, she puts like a warning just in case it is triggering for any yep. people to read anything about that, even though she yep. doesn't go into great detail and kind of just hints at it. And I mean, even like the colors of how she does it, I, I really enjoy that, how the colors like change and shift 
so you know something mm. dark and sinister is happening. So that way she doesn't have to outright say it, but obviously just alludes to what is happening. Right. I think she handled that beautifully. And I mean, me personally, I don't think this is something that Hades should save her for. Right. This is something she's going to have to do for herself. Because like I said, with her stealing the Lear or whatever, that was her taking this back. Good. And I, th I think like for this to like come full circle she's going to have to take back what was taken from her and i think that will be kind of the ultimate like fuck you yeah. to this to this purple piece of shit yeah i, I was trying not <laughs> to say it, but yeah that? the purple piece Sorry. of shit yeah like i i think that will definitely be like the ultimate oh. thing and just like that 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 like take back of power like because again she's not a damsel in distress like she is definitely a strong woman and i think she definitely is going to figure out how to handle this and i mean even when we like look back at the mint situation she handled that herself and i mean mm -hmm. she even like kind of blackmailed mint a little bit yeah. was like, oh, i can just kind of like show this to them or whatever so I, I definitely think she's strong enough to handle this herself, but obviously she's going to have to like kind of grow that confidence. And I think slowly being able to talk about it, especially with her friend and stuff like that, slowly be, being able to come to terms with it, that it's not her fault. Because I know that was a big thing in the beginning. She kept saying, well, well, I said yes in the beginning, but then obviously this is a huge thing that we actually should be talking about more because people think if you say yes in the beginning, but then change your mind that it's still consent. No. It is not, it is no. not. And obviously this is something that we should be talking about. And I, I applaud her for taking such a heavy topic and being able to talk about it to such a huge audience and it being perceived in like in, in a good way. And obviously kind of like, I'm trying to think of how to word it. Like, obviously it's not being perceived in like that negative light more. So it's like showing how you're kind of able to like come to terms with what happened and how you can like grow from that as a person. And I'm like, I, I just think it was done beautifully. I definitely don't think she overstepped in any, any sort of the way. So the question again was, do we think that she has gone too far or has been too graphic or, um, has introduced too many uh, negative things into this comic, and I absolutely do not think so. If anything, I almost think that she hasn't gone far enough. Uh, I mean, in this comic, she's tackled everything from, like, rape, uh, you know, people's general sexuality, toxic relationships, infidelity, um, you know, and she even goes so far as to really highlight, like, the, you know, sanctity of consent and, um you know, permission to do something to somebody. And I think that's what makes it so sweet between her and Hades specifically is because he gives that to her at every turn is there's no rush. A kiss can just be a kiss. You don't, we don't have to go anywhere that you're not comfortable with. Don't feel like you owe me anything because you don't. So, and I think that that's something that a lot of people don't really get lately. Um, like the morality in society right now, so far as, um, you know, a lot of different, whether it's a comic or a movie or whatever, it's telling the guy, oh, go get that girl that you want. You like that girl? Keep pestering her, you know, or, you know, right. keep going until you get what you want. And that's not how it works. And, you know, she says no once, 
that's enough. If, right. if she says, we're just friends, you're just friends, you know? So, right. um, with her, um, going on about, um, the aftermath and not revealing, um, the rape to anybody. And I know that that's one of the big things that everybody, um, is waiting to see how it plays out because we have, um, you know, ever she's confided with Eros, some Hera has kind of found out about it. And then now we see who of all people, but Daphne brought into the, um, the story. And we all know what happens in Greek mythology, if you know anything about that to Daphne. Sorry. So what scares me is that her not sharing anything is going to lead to Apollo being able to do something else. And a lot of the times in real life, that's what happens. All of these scary and terrifying things that she's bringing up in this comic happens in real life. Rape happens, uh, infidelity happens, abuse happens, like male and female. I like that the, uh, not like necessarily, but the fact that it was Hades that was in a physically abusive relationship was a huge thing because that's really not talked about enough because there are so many good guys that really are in toxic, abusive user relationships and it's considered, oh, well, you man up or whatever. It's put to the side. It's not as bad as a woman. And it's not true at all. It's abuse is abuse is abuse to everybody. And so I don't think that she touches on it in a graphic way. Nothing is necessarily shown. It's all, this entire story is very emotionally driven. Everything is done um, in shades and colors and um, emotional implications and, that's wonderful. So it doesn't negate the beauty of the story at all. And I just applaud her for being able to do it so bravely and so openly and so honestly. And it really allows everybody to have these type of conversations and to kind of pull back the lid on this thing and be like, look, this is a beautiful relationship and how it should slowly unfold. Because as much as we want them to get it on, it's they're doing it in the appropriate and mature way. <laughs> so yes. it would lead to something um positive into something that has a good foundation so i know i went on for a long time but i think that she has not gone too far and could go farther so danielle wait yes okay. <laughs> can you hear me yep <laughs> very well um, yes i definitely agree with what colleen is saying um i don't think it's gone far enough i think this is what we need um i think First of all, I know everyone and probably on this cast and who is listening knows someone who has been sexually assaulted. That person might not even know that they've been sexually assaulted, which we find that Persephone goes through. Because, you know, if you look at half the stuff, the movies, 16 Candles, that like kind of the, the culture that we have of... It's okay to do this. She's passed out. Who cares? There's a reason why there are the Brock Turners who are assaulting yep. women, not realize it. And he's still scum. But he right. also was kind of trained that, like, that's okay. That's right. not yep. a big deal. So I love that she's bringing it to the forefront to know this is not okay. This is a problem. No matter what everybody is saying, that's not right. Because a lot of our young girls, us, our mothers, 
didn't know that so they didn't teach us that so that when we do go out into the world being a cute little pink bubble we don't know and these things happen and then you have to deal with them on your own and i'm sure there were many female readers that were just like this happened to me that i didn't you know i didn't want it to happen and this was i felt forced and then there's pictures and uh, and then there's the shame because now you feel like it's you like i don't think she went far enough i think that she went i think that this is what we can handle and by we i mean the general public because it's something hard um the Me Too movement came out and people started really opening their eyes of what was happening. So I just think it's an evolution in pop culture, which is awesome that we can talk so about needed. these things. We need this. We need for our young girl readers to see positive and not toxic damsel in distress or typical love stories. We needed them to see healthy things as well. Yeah. So I I love it. It's what we need. It's what girl power means to you know take back and i think that's what everybody like you said is waiting for is this this revolution um i don't necessarily want something to i want something to happen to apollo but i want her to be okay because that's going to make our other female readers know it's going to be okay no matter what say if this happened to you 20 years ago if this happened to you two weeks ago that you know you're going to be okay everything is going to be okay this is wrong this is why it's wrong. So I just like that art to be able to reach people that maybe don't even realize something has happened to them. So I just, I think it's what we need. I, I'd recommend it to anyone at any age. I love it. Okay. Sierra. Sierra. Okay. Oh, I'm pretty much just going to summarize what everybody else (laughs) said and kind of go on my own little path here. So I want to start off by saying that this is what the comic just the whole movement and the whole I mean just everything that is in Laura Olympus is what needs to be in comics now. The world of comics is I mean mostly with males in mind action, drama, little romance, lots of butt kicking and more macho to the power of macho times the square root of macho. And like Danielle had said, we're conditioned that way. And we (laughs) we don't think that there's any other way to be except for what is conditioned. So when Laura Olympus burst on the scene, it was like, oh, okay, this is different. And then it lost followers because it was so different, completely different from what the norm is. But once it started to become more relatable and more people were picking it up and it it had become so popular, then it was like, oh, wow, this is actually my life. This is the more realistic this is the more everyday, this is the more what I can relate to. And it brings me specifically to a one of my favorite genres in anime and manga. It's called Jose. And Jose is a very underrated, undervalued, completely amazing genre of anime. And I I can't remember specifically what Jose means, but loose translation, it means realistic, relatable. 
Um, for some examples, Nana, Paradise Kiss, and Peach Girl. Those are very relatable anime and manga that put you almost literally in your own life because there's talks of horrible friendship endings and relationships that go bad and trauma that happened, but it's not fueled with superpowers or in an unrealistic world or you're in the futuristic century. No, you're literally waking up from your sleep, in your bed, getting up and living life. And it makes it so relatable because like Colleen had said, and like Sarah said, Shelby and Danielle, this is what people, not just women, but people live and go through. The fact that Rachel has completely embodied real life into Greek mythology, that just makes, it just makes it so much more like up here because these were actual, you know, well, sto stories of, of mythology that were living through what the mortals were living through. Zeus being a habitual cheater, Hera being the, um, the uh, what's the word I can use? Hera being the stressed out, you know, become, you know, bitter jaded, because somebody's yeah, treating her bad. Spouse. Right, yeah, yeah. The cheated spouse. And then, I mean, e even in mythology, Hades was never painted as a bad guy. He was always the guy that got the short stick. But did he complain about it? No. He just did what he was supposed to do. And how many times does that happen? Each individual Greek character has been introduced into Laura Olympus, and I have to, I have to give it to Rachel because she has brought in so many of the Greek mythology gods, goddesses, nymphs, everything, and pulled in so many stories that people probably never even heard of. I mean, when you think Greek mythology, okay, Zeus, Hades, uh, Hera, Aphrodite, Aphrodite, you you know what I'm saying? You you barely the main, hear the main about cast. The main, right, the main right, yeah. right. Like I, I bet people didn't even know that Hera was um, was a uh, Hephaestus's mom. Like, but the fact that Rachel brings these people in and she uses what is you know actual um, not backstory, but what their story is and she turns it into something relatable makes people want to read it because they can see themselves. Like, um, I think Sarah, you had mentioned how he was, um, how, how he had the, the three prosthetics right. and how Eros is the um, gay best friend and how Persephone is the getting out, going into the real world, getting out from underneath, like, you know, helicopter mom. It's just a lot of things that, it's almost like overstimulation to, to me because it's like, oh my gosh, I am not used to seeing real world in made up. Mm -hmm. You're used to seeing the made up and the un com completely crazy story. Realistic, unrealistic. Yeah, yeah, unrealistic. And it's like, I have a made up story with real life events that have relatable characters from Greek mythology. Like, what? And it just makes it so, it makes it real personal. It makes it really personal. I, I will say, Sierra, to just slightly piggyback off that really quickly. When you look at 
mythology and the stories that we've heard about people, it's almost back to your self-perception of right. your reputation of, again, you know, I was a cheerleader in high school, so I was promiscuous in this and all these other things you've heard about me that had nothing to do with me. So it just brings it back to all these, you know, Greek gods that we, again, we've said, we all know them. We hear them all the time. We've been learning about them since elementary school, you know. But do we really know them? And do we really know the whole story about someone rather than what we've heard about somebody, which plays a lot into the running theme of this? Yep. Web right. Too. Exactly. Uh-huh. Don't judge a book by its cover. Do not. Uh-huh. So to Thank answer the general you. question, yes, she can go further. And uh-huh. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't be surprised if she pushed the envelope more. I want it to be pushed more. I want this to be in the forefront. I, I want this to be as popular as these superhero comics. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. this, Lore Olympus is what is, what now yeah. is. These superhero comics, this this ain't what it is. Now, it'd be mm-hmm. great if we could be mutants, but <laughs> that's, that's, that's not what our reality is. Lore Olympus, and I want more Jose category comics. So, hmm. um, I mean, I love it. I I love how accessible it is. Um, you you're essentially teaching a bunch of people who had no familiarity other than you know, oh, Hades is a god of the gods, and you're getting all of these new people to mythology to read this comic and it's all about and it's you know it's putting it into a realistic situation I mean they're all sitting on a zoom call and having a conference as opposed yeah. to they're all sitting that around the table funny. in Olympus <laughs> and yelling at each other there um, yeah. I mean you've got uh, it, it's it's so real. I mean, as somebody else said, we all know somebody who has been sexually assaulted at some point in time. Um, I'm very familiar with the, the whole concept of, you know, being sexually assaulted, raped by somebody you know, somebody that you should have been able to trust. And, and then it turns out not be feeling like you can't be able to report it because nobody's going to believe you or because of some content. And you're, you're getting to see a literal goddess that is being put in the same situation as tons of men and women everywhere. Um, because it's not just women that get... Um, and you're getting to see this, this literal goddess and how she handles that situation and how she is still a goddess and queen, eventually queen of the underworld. And it's, it's basically empowering all of those people that have been attacked that, you know, this isn't the end of things for you. This doesn't mean that you have to go live in a hole for the rest of your life and, and forget about the rest of your life. Um, And it's showing you that, you know, okay, sometimes things are convoluted, but you should still be able to do something. 
things. Mm. And, and I, I am glad that she has put the trigger warnings on episodes now because um, they didn't used to be on there when I first started reading it. And I know that there were a good few episodes where I sat and I was like sick to my stomach because I was putting myself into her shoes and just, it, it was throwing me back to places. And I, I couldn't imagine how other people who were less able to handle situations yeah, so. that, you know, it had just yeah. imminently happened, we're going to be able to read this and respond. But it also gives, you know, people who this hasn't happened to, um, they can sit there and they can read it and they're going to feel these things too. It's not just going to be somebody who has been exposed to this that's going to relate. Um, yes, I agree. And mm-hmm. so it's it's stuff that people need to see. Mm. I mean, the world isn't all cup and things happen to people all the time, no matter who you are. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just, it's good for people to be able to have an experience that without it being a dangerous environment. Mm. Okay. All right. Um, for me, um, short answer, no. I don't think she's gone to whatsoever. As a matter of fact, um, I feel like this young lady, okay, there's talented writers. There's talented artists. There's some people who can do both. And then there's someone like her um, who kind of, you know, decided to take on how she wanted to take it on and then created something completely original and stand, I mean, something overdone like Greek mythology. There have been 3 billion iterations of Greek mythology since the dawn of man. Many different ways to tell these stories uh, with pop characters, switching out characters for animals and humans for, for animals and <clears throat> just completely telling these different stories over and over to a switch. And here comes this young lady and finds a way to do it where it's not only original and fresh and kind of you love the colors, you love the story, the setting in the story, but then she kind of takes this curveball and like mixes in reality with all of this. Like I, when I first started reading this comic, there was absolutely no way you could have told me I was going to enjoy it. Like just from Shelby recommending it to me back when she did, it was just there's no way you could have. I, enjoyed this comic actually getting into it so actually when i started reading it um i loved like the the fact and that kind of drew drew me in but even i hadn't even gotten to the part where like reality kind of just happens during this this um comic book like none of that actually came along until later on so as i'm reading and reading and reading and reading it's like you kind of like you 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 get brought into this all right, you were you were just you know booked for what it was and kind of just enjoying it, and then the next thing you know, you're kind of smack dab in the middle of this situation where even you personally go through it, you feel what this young lady's going through. I, I personally, I've never been a woman, so I can't say. I would hope that women feel or what they go through or how they media really changed that point of view for me. 
Like, um, of course, I've always felt, um, you know, bad for those who have gone through trauma and any kind of life-altering situation that changes them. But it, but, and you hear about these things, like you said, this is something that happens a lot in the world. These things, no people that go through it, people that have been accused of it or deal with it, have been in jail because of it. But it was different. The take on this was different. Like I, and in turn, it made me think about all the other young women that might be going through this as well. I had that perspective before. I just, I'd never been a woman. I never grew up in a city by myself. I didn't, you know, I've never been taken advantage of that way. You know what I'm saying before? So there's there's no way for me to be able to really in this, you know, media. I was, I, I think I've come as close as I can to relating to it on a personal level by just with this uh, piece of work. And that's amazing. That's amazing for a lot of different reasons. Not only is yeah. it amazing for those who have been through it and the healing process and helping them, but it's also amazing for those who are desensitized to it and don't know anything about it and are an, it's a very powerful Educating. thing and how Absolutely. it kind of just comes in yeah. and you're like, it's no more right or wrong or, hey, I'm not going to judge this and I'm not give my two cents on this because I don't just there. And it's like, you're either the guy that says, oh, it's okay he did that or nah, that's fucked up. That's you know, not you, cool. you that's find yourself find you are kind of just read. You, know, you say it to yourself as it's happening. You're like, yo, that's fucked up. Like when he's taking the pictures of and stuff, you know what he into yourself, yo. If you could just get this dude in the room for two minutes, like yeah. if you knew, like because you know, and it's just a different spin and it hits you completely again. It's just it's masterfully done. Um, I would have never in a million years thought reading this story in the beginning that I would become so involved in it, but it would be so entertaining and that it would push the bounds of some things that I personally was ignorant to. Um, of course, rape is rape, is rape is rape. Period. But I didn't understand that. That thing, you know, how it starts off first, and then you know, she changes her mind later, or she decides that she doesn't want to do this, or she's trying to explain that without being. And then you know, some men will take advantage of knowing that she's trying to stop what's going on, but not really. So to you, it's a yes. So we'll just keep going forward. And you know, there are some variants there. There are some very serious things that need to be taken away from that lesson on both sides. And I think that this is a very good option so that people cannot be ignorant to it. So, you know, just right. kudos to the writer and um, the artist to this. Like she, she did such a great job. So far too far to have ever gone too far away. She did this. It was, it was perfect. It was absolutely nice. perfect the way she did it. So I got to say, push the envelope, push it off the mountain. If you have to, <laughs> the way you I'm already saying, did it. Like okay. I, I would love to because, yeah. <laughs> you know, so um, that's that's my take on it. We're going to pay some bills. And I am going to be chilling with these lovely ladies on this break. And when we come back, we're going to get into your favorite part. Our favorite part. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Enjoy this uh, commercial from our sponsors, and we'll be right back. In a world where you either die the hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain, a nation of nerds unites to bring you something truly epic. Amalgamation is proud to present the Epic Airways Podcast Network, featuring great shows such as Amalgacast, Epic Tales Podcast, The Not-So-Super Dudes, 
Anime a la carte. Epic Tales of the Sewer. Amalgophiles and the Fantastic Podcast. Welcome back. Uh, we took a commercial break briefly to uh, pay some bills, and now we are back to do your our part. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Since we have so many guests on this panel for this show, we're going to actually ask each one of our guests, good, the bad, and the ugly, all in one shot. So each panelist will give you what they're good to what get to understand what we do love and hate about the project or love and love and think is ugly about the project either way you're gonna find out so we're gonna go in original order from the first question so sarah to sierra to colleen to jordan and then finally back to the most important one of us (laughs) which yeah that's right i was gonna say i didn't know karen hopped on so you know the funny thing There's is jordan um, wasn't even so on for the, the ian roasting <laughs> session it's right. She got in on the Ian roasting session. And she just she came, came in. It was like she had to get her like she, she felt it in the air. <laughs> Girl gang. Oh, right? man. I, I can't escape. I can't escape. Yeah, I can't escape. I can't escape at all. All right. So we're going to go to our good, the bad, and the ugly, starting with the original, um, original order. So, Sarah, take it away. All right. The good, the bad, and the ugly. The good. Gosh, everything. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, yeah. it's hard to dissect this to the point where it's like, okay, let's let's take the pieces out. But, I mean, the good, I think, is all of the awareness she's bringing to everyone through such a beautiful piece of art and storytelling. Um, I'll try not to go on for like 10 days because I could with this topic. Oh, just saw a cat leave. Sorry. Um, the bad would be that we don't get more of it. That I really would love to have this in print you know, any kind of print version I could possibly get my hands on. Um, You know, whenever they do finally come out with it, I will own this. Like it's already a given. It's like in the cart already, the cart that doesn't even exist yet. It's there. It's Um, pre-ordered. It's pre-ordered. Hot Topic has a few new different things out. I don't know if they're going to give us money back for me saying that word, but whatever. Um, They've got a few different merchandise type pieces, but Amalgamania's t-shirt is much nicer. Um, So just to reiterate that um but she's always had like on her website you can buy different stills and different pictures and different things that she's had available but oh see t-shirt nice nice um but i also know that you know i'd say the ugly i'm gonna spin it slightly differently the ugly is the fact that we as like the consumer of this comic can become so invested and excited and overwhelmed and whatever we can overwhelm the artists themselves so she's actually had to take a a slight step back from things Mm. so she doesn't have her patreon up at the moment the discord's down at the moment like she really said you know what for my mental health and to make sure i'm giving you the best quality product i can give you i have to take a step back she's still she and her people still do like twitter and i think tumblr on occasion 
um, as far as reaching out with fans and really being connected with them. But it was just to the point where it's almost like I think if you would be like, you know, let's say a movie star type celebrity where you start reading so much about like your comments of like how everybody thinks you did or, you know, negative or positive or this or that. And, you know, I feel like I would be overwhelmed. Like all of a sudden it went from like this cute comic book series to like, I mean, Netflix is talking about Stands. it. I mean, they have been. I mean, right. it's just crazy. Stands. So it's like, you know, to have that kind of fame I overnight, think I think that's too. the ugly part. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just I insane. So, I mean, there's just so many different things that, you know, I just want to send a shout out to her. Thank you for all that you've done, the entertainment that you brought into our lives, and the awareness that you've given us. And the ugly fact is that sometimes we can get a little overwhelming, but we still love you. So. Oh, man. <laughs> Thank you. Trying to, trying to narrow it down. Oh, my I goodness. I know, right? So, the good, since I only have to pick one, I'm going to say the artwork. It is just absolutely stunning. Like, I love. It is beautiful. I, it yes, really is. I love how each person has their own, like, color, like, their own aura, mm -hmm. in a sense. And mm -hmm. I really love that. And I feel like reading the comic it kind of feels like a watercolor to me like just how it blends like through each page oh my god absolutely chef's kiss like absolutely beautiful the bad would probably be me being so impatient <laughs> because obviously i'm like i i want to know what's gonna happen obviously we all are like hurrying up and buying like the the next pages but i mean obviously she can only put so much out at a time and i'm over here like I, I need to know. <laughs> I need to know what's gonna happen. <laughs> um, the ugly. It's kind. It's kind of a good thing, but also like, <laughs> it. It was when Artemis slapped he who shall not be named. Oh, like, it, and I'm like just a good old smack to the face. Even if it was just for like him commenting on her outfit, mm -hmm. I'm just like, it, it was just a small taste of what we all <sighs> want him to eventually feel. Just. A good old slug to the face. Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say yeah. that, very, was, that was my like ugly. very gratifying yeah. moment. Gratifying, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, very gratifying moment. You for felt everybody. it. For it to be ugly, it was, it was it was ugly in a real gratifying way. Yeah, <laughs> right. So yeah. we needed the other cheek too. She slapped one side, <laughs> needed the other side. Sierra. Oh yeah. Get the other one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> She's thinking. Oh, I mean. <laughs> ooh, okay. Okay, 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 okay. So I, I agree with what Sarah had said, the good. Um, how Rachel has brought this to the forefront and how it has become so popular and how it has become just so there's so much support behind it. Like, even though it is overwhelming, you know, Netflix and, and, and celebrities and Crunchyroll and just the demand for it, this is bringing such awareness and it's, it's such a tasteful switch from the norm that we're used to. So it's definitely like mm. restored a little bit of my faith in humanity and showing that we can adapt and we can switch and get away from the conformist way of how we have been conditioned to live. So that's a good, the bad, 
I do worry about Rachel's um, mental health sometimes because I don't know her on a personal level, but for her to think of the scenes, writing them, narrating them, I'm not sure if she if she helps draw or if she's the main um, animator or whatever, but she's the main. Oh, oh she, she's yeah, illustrator. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, so having to, yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm. By her, yeah. Um, I don't know like how much she's done as far as like researching again the um the different types of Greek stories for each of the uh characters that she has brought in and having to reread traumatic things or having to make sure that she gets it right down to the you know minute detail that she brings it in. And I mean, I just can't imagine how many sleepless nights and just mental health breaks that she's had to take. And I mean, now with everybody being so like, we're all like Shelby here, we want more. And in her, you know, the pressure that she's under to create more content, to be, to be the best, to want to put forth the best. So that's the bad part. I'm, I'm worried sometimes about her mental health because I mean, just, just me as a reader, some of those chapters I had to put down cause I was like, oh my goodness. So having to literally illustrate, create, come up with that content. Um, the ugly. Me personally, I'm I'm somebody who likes to see good work be good work. I don't want it to be good work and then become saturated because content needs to be produced because money needs to come in because somebody's picked it up because this contract has been extended and now it's become saturated and it has completely you know taken away from what the good work actually was like i don't i don't want this to be like a like a like a dragon ball z just you know for you know the whole dragon ball franchise yeah stretched and it just became like completely different from what the manga actually was and um I, I obviously I'm I'm not here. I can't predict the future, see visions and stuff. But I would really hope that Rachel would put her foot down and like end it when it needs to be ended. I don't want it to become something that is like, I mean, so far oh, to the point where like, yeah. yeah, don't drag it for the sake of dragging. Exactly. Yeah. Like I don't I don't want to see Laura Olympus toys and McDonald's Happy Meal commercial. Like that's what I don't oh, want. Lord. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah. that's, yeah. that's the ugly part. Maybe if they decide to reboot it in like twenty years, that's fine. yeah. That's yeah. Well, you know, no. like let I'll it take that. something. Give it I'll some time that. to get big. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like I don't, I don't need it to. Like I don't need season after season after season after season after season. I don't, I don't need that. So that that would be the ugly that I could foresee, mm-hmm. because I like. The Netflix thing, great. Crunchyroll, great. I would love to see the animated for sure. But I don't want it to be just something where it just gets to be too big and then she might end up just okay. It jumps the shark at some right. point. Yeah. It just completely yes. goes off the rails. And exactly. It. And it takes away from what we're gushing about right now. That's what yeah. I don't want to happen. So okay. that would be the ugly. Yeah. To, to comment speak. on something you just said is I am worried that like Netflix or Crunchyroll might make it into something that it wasn't oh. intended to be. Oh. I am so yeah. worried for them to like put their hands on I it mean, and completely ruin it. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah. 
Yeah, because we're not gonna talk about that Death Note Netflix anime oh. adaptation. That's what we not. That's what we not finna do. No. Okay, that blasphemous <laughs> abomination. Yeah, that was, that was, that was almost as bad as Dragon Ball Evolution, and I'm just like, oh. <laughs> God. Yeah, Voldemort and Beetlejuice about to show up. You saying all the bad things, girl? <laughs> Where's my sage? Yes. See, just confusing <laughs> us. Just confusing right. us. Say I just went, but okay. I know. She's like, I'll go again. I mean, <laughs> um, the good Persephone. I think one thing that we have to all realize is representation matters. And yes, yes this is a pink person, but she represents a lot of girls out there that aren't size two. And size twos needs represent. Again, we are all so different. And to see this like curvy, awkward, insecure, beautiful goddess is like, see, this could be you and you deserve love. Even if um, I think someone was touching on it earlier when we were talking about the assault and that, you know, people who have experienced this, what they go through. I think one of the things that that happens is you don't feel deserving of a healthy, loving relationship and that you deserve these things and that you're worthy of these things but we all are worthy of it and again and, and, and when i say curvy goddess like oh representation yes fellas we're talking about you too because it happens to our big boys out there mm-hmm. again i have a son and body image is so so just showing her when she's trying on things and she's like i don't know and uh, and you know and then there's little mint who's out here you know just uh, you're like oh i don't look like right. her but you're so beautiful and and seeing this again this king of the underworld who is like i am in love you drive me mad to see that that's the good like seeing someone who looks similar to you because america globally but just seeing these body images to our young teenagers or tweens because yeah we all like this but there are young girls reading this like ah, yeah. uh, there are young girls who are reading this and feeling good about themselves and that's one thing that we are getting right as we go forward that we're understanding that representation matters seeing someone who looks like you who acts like you who is not this like beauty standard um you know blonde hair blue eyed size two it's it's big it's major it's yeah. so major and it's what we need so that's my good the bad is no such thing it's awesome i i, <laughs> I can't think of anything bad i think of anything that we have <laughs> it's needed there's no there's no bad so skip the ugly apollo i think what? we all want to choke him um we need him too though because the apollos of the world also need to see apollo um he's necessary he's a necessary evil because there are guys who who are taking pictures thinking it's not a big deal and she was okay and really believe that they don't believe themselves to be a villain because again we see him out to dinner with you know another girl and everything is cool and i'm cool and everybody likes me they don't see it so we need to show the mirror to the ugly as well. So like we right. need this. So the ugly is Apollo. Hopefully someone choke slams him. Mm-hmm. Um preferably a couple of women. Uh but yeah, it's great. It's a twelve out of ten. It's not a ten out of ten. It's a twelve out of ten. It's 
written beautifully. It's visually stunning. Like, so I'm more like the gore person. Like, I don't do, a, like, I'm hard. I'm not soft. I don't need none of this romance. I'm a single <laughs> woman. I'm independent. I can pay for my own stuff. <laughs> I was I was reading um, a webtoon called Hive, which is like Walking Dead, but with bugs, like huge Ooh. bugs. It's creepy, but it's so good. <laughs> and then I, and like I said, then I was asking for other suggestions because I found out about like, because it was like on the top 10 of like horror things you should read. And then every, I was like, hey, what other webtoons should I read? And like I said, when that got suggested, I was like, hmm. So this is like my little guilty pleasure of like my one like sweet little thing that I watch. It's your soap opera. Need. Yes, I love it. I love it. I love it. It's my general hospital yep. for you youngins. You don't know, but there I know. There you go. <laughs> I know. Yep. That's a throwback. I, my dad, my dad used to watch General Hospital, so I would watch it, I'm and then when he would get serious. home, I would tell and him about it, and my mom my hated mom. it. So yeah, all right, that's my good, bad, and ugly. Good for me um, would be her ability to connect all of the old characters that have been overstated and redone and in so many different ways and make it her own and make it so modern that you actually want to read it because we should know what happens to all of these characters they're so well established for ever at this point and reading this she's taken them in such a different way she's made this old lore her own and that is such a hard thing to do with such cemented characters and not only that but she makes you feel emotionally invested in each and every one of them so, um that's hard to do and she's done it masterfully and she's gotten all of us to geek out over it so she must be doing something really right um for the bad my only gripe I would have to say, and it's really hard to call it a gripe, is her pacing because it is very artistically necessary, I think, for her style, for her to have so many quiet moments between any action or development in the story. So that's my good. My good is, is pretty. Uh, my gripe was that uh, she could be a little bit quicker in what happens from point A to B in a strip um, because it's really hard to sit there and scroll really, really fast down the whole thing, just waiting <laughs> for more text or someone to do something. And it's like, all right, okay, but I need to know and I'm not going to know anything. And, and then so I'm you're done. Now. Right. Do yeah. it. And yeah, then you exactly. see the... And you're like, oh, but it's great because she does. She is really talented in that she can put so much action in one frame. And it's like, I remember there was like this, just this like one frame of her and Hera at one point where they're literally just looking at each other. There's nothing said, but because of the context around everything, you know exactly what emotion they're feeling and what yes. they're portraying and whatever. That's amazing. So again, not much of a great because she does it very well but that would have to be my only real bad bad um ugly i think it's so ugly the stigma that it gets is nothing but a romance uh yeah. webtoon it's so much more than that it really needs to be spread around to well way more of the male population um because it it ah 
it's so informative it's so telling it's very mature it's very sexy i'm sorry it's very sexy tune <laughs> and it is an extremely good example to men of any and every age who have grown up with those really bad stigmas let, let me mention every 80s comedy ever from like ever. police academy to mannequin to whatever bad things revenge of the nerds oh my god so um 16 Even Candles is horrible. Yes. <laughs> it is. It really is. And um, we all grew up thinking that that was normalcy and that was okay and that was acceptable behavior. And it's not. I've experienced, and I'm sure so many other people have experienced, yeah. uh, men believing that those were the proper ways to go about court a woman or um, seduce them. Uh, it's not. <laughs> it's wrong. It's wrong fundamentally on so many different levels. Uh, you can't make a girl want you or say yes to you by constant repetition by um belittling them by telling them they don't know what they want or what they feel and um so it's really leading by example uh, the do's and don'ts the differences between apollo's approach and hades approach to how to really win the heart of a woman to how to really build up a true passion and so that would be my ugly is it's not mainstream enough for men and that's it <laughs> okay jordan um all right so my my bad and my ugly are definitely going to be a stretch here <laughs> <laughs> um, but so my good, I mean, everything it's from the artwork to the storyline to, you know, all of it, it's, it's beautiful. Um, it's empowering, uh, as I think it was Danielle said, there's a lot of inclusion. Um, my bad, and like I said, this is going to be a real stretch here, um, it's just that it's a, and this isn't a problem for me because, like I said, Hades is my favorite character in Greek mythology. But the market for Greek mythology retellings currently, everything is about Hades and Persephone. And so we, right. we're kind of like oversaturating the market mm -hmm. with it. And I'm afraid that some people might not end up getting into this just because it's another Hades. It is Persephone retelling. There's um, two different authors, like regular book ugly, authors I'm reading right now, um, that are doing the same stories. I, and I see it on book pages all the time, people asking about, you know, Hades and Persephone retellings. And you get tons and tons of people listing books that they've read that are all about it. And I see probably nine times out of, out of ten that, that somebody lists this web on there also um, when somebody's asking about it. Um, my ugly is probably because, um, and like I said, this is a stretch. Um, a lot of people know that the story of, of Hades and Persephone is called The Rape of but Yes, it is. Usually mm -hmm. it's, you know, Hades is the quote-unquote rapist because he stole her away and then all that and so we're we're getting a, a different version of this with her basically being raped by Apollo instead and so ugly is more just that to be able to take this new concept and rework it um, that has to be an 
off to do um, and to make it all cohesive. So my ugly is more for Rachel Smythe than for us, really, because you do get a new spin on it. Mm -hmm. Um, And also just the fact that it leaves researching Greek mythology (laughs) just because I watched it and it's like, oh, Hmm, I haven't read about them in a while. Let me go look them up. Yes. So, that's it. Okay. Um, for me, um, I think I'm going to kind of just piggyback off the fact that the good is everything in this. Our storytelling, there's just everything, everything about it is good. Um, if, if Even if you don't like it, as much as we do, you would definitely find it entertaining. So it's all around a good project. Um, bad. Uh, I didn't have any bad until you guys started talking and telling saying stuff. <laughs> now I got <laughs> bad. I started thinking of um, not reaching the audience that should. I think that's the worst part for me is that it's not reaching. I don't, I don't feel like it's reaching the audience that it should like, um, like a lot more males, um, younger males, um, should be, you know, glazing over these pages, kind of checking out these characters things, not only about courting a young lady, but also just conducting yourself and how you act and how you're about or whatever. I think that it's, I think it, it would be valuable, honestly, both, um, sexes and that it is, I think it's kind of more, you, it looks like a romance novel or no, romance comic. And, um, I think that would probably be the only bad is the misinterpretation that that gets. So that's my bad. Uh, um, ugly. I couldn't even think of an ugly, honestly. I, I really couldn't come up with one. And you guys gave so many good ones. Um, other than Apollo, I just don't have one. I don't really have a uh, an ugly other than Apollo. I just This is such a great project and all around has been an awesome journey. So I just really don't have an ugly. So that's my answers. Um, answer, and that just answer. about does it for on this cast. First of all, I want to thank all of you lovely ladies. <laughs> First of thank all, I want to thank all of you lovely you. ladies for coming and um, being a part of this cast. Couldn't have done thank it without you. you. And um, you guys definitely made this awesome. Um, so I want to thank all of yours for sticking in. I want to thank uh, Rachel Smythe as well for just being an amazing talent and um, such you. a great author and artist and stretching yourself. I think it was Colleen that had said this to me a couple of weeks ago that um, it's the strongest of us that kind of stretch ourselves thin in order to kind of bring what we can to those that need it the most. And um, definitely shout out to Rachel Smythe for that. I feel like she's stretched herself thin and given a lot of herself so that a lot of people can have a lot going forward as far as this media is concerned. So um, just a shout out to her um, and anyone who had anything to do with the creative process to this project. Um, thank you. Um, from, you know, from Throwdown Thursday and Retro Redoctopus, just thank you for such an awesome medium. And we can't wait to see where this goes forward in the future. And um, we will see you guys on the next Amalgcast. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to participate so you can win your Laura Olympus t-shirt. And um, we will see if you guys. If not, we will happily take it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Have a good rest of your day.